Happy Monday. Happy Mental Maintenance Monday. I feel like we said that last time, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've created a hashtag called Mental Maintenance Monday. Oh, well, then that's that's good then. Okay. That that works. Um, I'm super excited about this episode. Yeah, we're bringing back a previous guest. So yes. first time doing that in this. Do we decide second season, <laughs> second life? We don't know. Second something. Uh, sure. Season. Sure. <laughs> so we're bringing back Carrie. She was on episode nine. Mm-hmm. Carrie Quesadilla. <laughs> Very uh, official. <laughs> uh, welcome, Carrie. We're so happy to have you back. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. I'm the second. I'm like, you asked me twice and I cannot say no. Um, I'm excited to, to be here. A lot of shit has happened since the last time that we talked. Yeah. And you've got to catch me up on all of it. I specifically didn't ask you much before the interview, just so that it could be real time. <laughs> yeah, we, no, like, probably, <laughs> probably for a good reason. Um, well, since we last spoke, uh, a whole pandemic has occurred, has yes. happened. Um, so there's just that teeny little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, currently, I am reading tarot full time, um, which is a change, a shift. Yeah. Um, that's pretty recent, actually. So the last um, the last month and a half. So I've so during I guess like I want to go back to pandemic. So pandemic, um, hits and I start doing readings on zoom. So I'm familiar with the format, (laughs) (laughs) but it was just like, I mean, I guess whenever it first happened, people were just needing, um, not, you know, guidance, clarity. Um, and I've been reading for myself for years. And so it just like, it happened really organically and, um, yeah. So the past month, um, I've been doing it full time and I'm super excited to read for you guys. I'm excited to, yeah. to hear the questions that you've got, but, um, yeah, I guess to catch you up on, uh, on life today, I feel like I went and picked up some food before the podcast today and <laughs> made sure that I drank plenty of water and I'm, I'm all geared up and ready to go. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's, it's really cool though. Cause I do remember, I don't know if it was on the episode, but I do remember talking to you about tarot reading, like after the, maybe, I don't remember. I think it was on that. It was on the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and being like, yeah, like I would love to do for you to do a reading for me. That would be really cool. And then it just, you know, life happened of course, and I'm terrible at keeping up with everybody and, uh, it never happened, but I'm really, how crazy that that was just kind of like a foreshadow hobby. (laughs) Yeah. That you were doing. And now it's like full-time gig. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, it's fucking, it's wild. It's crazy. (laughs) So just curious, um, like when the pandemic hit and you were like, I'm going to do this over zoom. Like how did, like, how did that actually happen? Were you, were there people who were asking you for like these services and you were like, yeah, I'm just going to like lead this class on zoom or were you taking like one-on-one clients? Well, I mean, I've been, so I've been doing it for myself for a while and really, um, like all my friends pretty much like 
would come to me with any issue. And it kind of it started like at my house, we would have like people over and then we'd all just like be in the living room doing, and I would do tarot readings for mm-hmm. them. Um, and then recently I've had, uh, I guess not recently, a couple years ago, um, a lot of my close friends that I was doing readings with have either moved out of the city or out of the state. So it started with them. Um, okay. and then just like word of mouth, like a, they would be like, Hey, would you care to do a reading for my friend? You really helped me. Um, and then it's kind of, it took off from there. Um, and I mean, honestly, like it just feels like, you know, when you're in alignment with what you're meant to do. <laughs> and for me, it was like loud and clear and <laughs> it, it's been one of those things. I mean, so I, I mean, I guess I spoke a little bit about this previously, but I was in, um, I was in 12 step groups for a long time. So I'm familiar with like speaking in public. Um, I used to sponsor women in the program and I really have like always, um, I just have wanted to help people and really, I mean, I'm, it really comes from my own experience of being able to kind of go through and get the help as well. Um, just because I mean, everything that I've kind of endured up to this point, I feel like I have had limitless, um, grace and support. And so like tarot is just the modality that I use to kind of channel and and help people. But yeah, the past month has been amazing (laughs) and you like just the, um, so I worked in corporate for a long time and I was doing just like the mundane, like nine to five. And I honestly, I could have done it for the rest of my life. It was secure. The job had like benefits. I had a 401k, um, was making good money, like, um, comfortable, quote unquote, comfortable there. Um, it just like, I don't know. It's being able to take a leap of faith. And it's like, I would give readings and see certain things and also give people, um, you know, guidance or, or advice on what I saw. And it's like, you know, you can only tell someone something. Um, I, I, I would have felt like a fraud telling people to live their truth and not fully living mine. So it was just like that push out of the nest that I needed to kind of do that. So I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, yeah. It feels good. Good. It's really cool too. Cause like literally the episode that is releasing tomorrow is on career changes. And we both also kind of during, well, I guess we're still in the pandemic. So like after like the bulk of the pandemic and everything, like we both ended up leaving our jobs as well. And like me for a different job, a different career path. And, um, Jordan also, but yours, hers is at, she's able to be at home and work. Um, and be amazing full-time mom too. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. It feels good. It it does. And I think so often like those, um, like you said, quote unquote, comfortable things, like almost hold us hostage. Um, and we like question ourselves so much of like, but this is what we're supposed to do, right? Like I'm supposed to have a 401k. I'm supposed to have this cushiony job that pays all my bills that I don't even have to question, but then you're also sitting there unfulfilled and anxious or, you know, feeling all these other things to where sometimes the risk 
of doing what you, like you said, are meant to do, um, just outweighs all the comfortable, right? Cause I think about oh. it and it's like how comfortable is the quote unquote comfortable because you're really not comfortable at all. No, absolutely not. Um, I feel like if anything, I mean, I guess like the, the episode itself talking about change and growth and adaptation from who I was when I was younger. Um, I'm stubborn. I will sit in something that is uncomfortable for a long time. Like, I mean, that, that has been, you know, it's a huge pattern for me. And I feel like, you know, in our, in modern society, you are fed this idea that you get a job, um, something that's comfortable, something that pays the bills, you go to school and it's like, you know, the blueprint, they've laid out this blueprint for how you're supposed to live life. And it, and it contradicts often contradicts, um, you know, what, what we're born to do, you know, we have to kind of go against the grain. And I feel like if anything, um, a lot of people get stuck in the day-to-day grind and they feel uncomfortable and it just becomes, um, this self-limiting belief and this fear that like, you know, without this job, without this 401k or, um, I'm not going to be okay. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, being able to kind of trust in the uncomfortability of it. And I feel like, you know, with everything that I, that I do, um, I'm, I'm blessed to be surrounded by, um, like the holistic health community, spiritual wellness, mental health. Like luckily I've, I've, I've got a lot of friends that are in that, you know, field and we all share the same like philosophy with it. You know, a lot of my close friends are entrepreneurs or starting their own businesses or, you know, like making those changes. But I feel, I feel like, you know, it's, if you're not, if you don't have, if you don't have an example of someone that's done it in your close friends group, it seems like an unattainable dream. hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I think that that's something that we as a generation are kind of figuring out on our own because it was always said that like, you know, Oh, live, live in the American dream, like starting your own business or doing this. And it's so much work and it's so hard and not everyone can do it. And it just felt like you said, like unattainable, like not something that could be done, but our generation has kind of made it something where it's like, it's more normal to know someone that like has their own business has started, you know, something from, from scratch, like also because we don't need that, like brick and mortar, like, you know, we don't have to have like a location to have a business. You can run it from your home. Something else that we're all figuring out very quickly. Uh, you don't, yeah. you know, have to have all of the, typical stereotypical things of like, this is what you have to have to have a business. It's like, no, it can just be you and you can go to someone else's shop and set up to do readings, or you can do a pop-up at a bazaar or you, you know, it's like, you don't, I don't think that was ever told to, that wasn't like a thing (laughs) when we were younger. It wasn't like, (laughs) oh yeah, you can just, if you like doing something, just do it. And then, and you know, you can do it like this. Like that wasn't an option that was like given to us. It was like, you either work, you go to college and you work at a typical like nine to five, whatever. Yeah. Crazy thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The craziest thing about it is like, you know, you think back 
they tell kids all the time, like dream big, you can do whatever you want. If you put your mind to it, like set your heights high. And then somewhere, you know, after the adolescence phase passes and you're in high school, it's like, okay, no, apply to this college, go get this degree. It's like, (laughs) in in the world of capitalism at that too, it's like hustle grind. If you don't like kill yourself to get there then it's not worth it it's like no that's not true (laughs) yeah but you don't know until you know yeah exactly and I think it's all get all of that is getting figured out like much faster like nowadays from from us and obviously like the generation after us as well Mm Yeah, I think it's it's really like we're pioneers. Um, we've kind of had to be pioneers, which is like, I mean, I think as a collective, there's been some major shifts. Um, I think, you know, the pandemic was is is horrible, but I definitely um, I see the silver lining from it. Um, it's just forced people to go in their little hermit mode and mm-hmm. introspect and and hopefully um, you know, reconnect with old friends and, you know, be able to kind of really forge out. I mean, I was laid off for six months, I think. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, so, I mean, I'm, you know, me, I'm like, I'm extroverted. I love to be around people. I love my friends. I, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm a Virgo. (laughs) I'm also very, I can, I can get down and I can hermit mode and I can cook food for myself and watch TV and introspect, do tarot readings for myself, journal. Like I, I can definitely, um, I value my alone time now. So if anything, you know, I feel like I've got a fair balance and I feel like you know, a major change for me. And I'm sure you can relate to this, you know, we like, were crazy high schoolers together, but it's like, I, I required, and I feel like even now our generation, um, still requires constant stimulation. Um, yeah. yeah. And so like before it was like something I, you know, I always had, um, a fear of missing out. And if anything, like, now I know that I'm not missing out. Like that's, you know, like it's like being able to, to kind of balance out social time and, and, and make sure that I prioritize my needs. Like that's the, that really is the biggest shift for me because before it's like, I would um, burn the candle at both ends and then, you know, continue to do that, sit in discomfort, um, distract or, or try to find something to kind of, you know, alleviate that discomfort that I felt. And, and now the difference is I sit with it and I feel it and I, you know, I'm able to kind of process in ways that before, um, I wouldn't have even known what to do with, I wouldn't know what to do with it. That's interesting because I don't know that I've ever really thought about like, so I, I've thought about why I did things the way I did as a child or child, a teenager, adolescent. Um, my biggest thing was I was always trying to be somewhere else, right? Like I just didn't want to be at home. So, cause home just wasn't a happy place for me. So I would go to your house or I would go to someone's house or I would like, I just, I was never at home. I was just avoiding that place. 
Um, cause I don't know that like I would consider myself an extrovert, but in high school, I absolutely was <laughs> like, just get me yeah. out of here. Like I, I want to do, I want to be like an introvert at someone else's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? like, that was my yeah. MO. Um, and, but when I think about you, like you absolutely, like I would consider you an extrovert. You were always like with somebody or going somewhere or doing something. It was always something new. It was always like, I met these people and I met these people <laughs> and this person's really cool. And oh, I'm hanging out with this person. Like it was always like, you were kind of more, you were way more like, like I had a group of friends and you were in that group, but then you had like, and I had a couple groups, but you had like a new group and then a new group and then a new group. And not that you were bouncing from each one, but just that you're, you were growing, like your groups are always growing <laughs> because yeah, you were I, just so <laughs> friendly and like out of it. So, but I never really thought about like why you, why that was like, like what was your motivation to be like that? I mean, don't get me wrong. My life is still like that. Even, and I guess like within the past month that I kind of like my social circle, um, is large wide. Thankfully I still am that way. Um, I think the difference is like, I was obviously like partying. Um, and it, if anyone listened to the previous episode, like I'll celebrate nine years sober oh, wow. this month. Good job. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Nine yeah. years sober. Congratulations. This month. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's before it's like, you know, I, um, I don't think it was an issue so much in high school. I really think it was like after high school and really when I was like in the thralls of my addiction where I realized like, you know, it was, it was really just craving. And I, I think it was just not like constant stimulation, but it's just that discomfort of, um, being able to, I don't, I don't really know how to, how to say, but it's just like this, you know, the, in, in AA, they say irritable, restless discontent. And it's usually this, which is pretty accurate. I'd say like, I just could not, um, I would have times alone and obviously like my parents were amazing and are amazing, but you know, we had our fair share of like issues with me growing up in the house (laughs) and it was chaotic and very crazy there for a while. And so when I got sober, um, I had just like, it was, it was like, I had been going a hundred miles per hour. And then all of a sudden I'm just like slammed on the brakes. And then you imagine just all the shit coming from the back seat, like onto the windshield. That's, that's like just a perfect, um, metaphor for what getting sober is because all those feelings come back that you have kind of just drowned for me, I drowned out for a while. Um, and so really like unpacking all those feelings and also like coming of age, like, you know, growing and experiencing. And I even did that in recovery too. Like, as soon as I got sober, it's like, okay, let me book my schedule so full that I don't have a chance to breathe or process or be alone or feel things. And like, you would think that, you know, logically it's like, oh yeah, she is four years sober. She is, you know, sharing X, Y, Z. She's speaking on this, but it's like those feelings, um, they, they were still there. And it's like, you know, I, I think 
for me, um, now it's like being able to, to kind of be alone is, and be at peace yeah. when I'm alone. Um, that's the, that is the greatest miracle that I could, could ever ask for, because I know a, for a lot of people, it's not like that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think your like biggest difference from like high school Jordan to Jordan today is? Um, well, you earlier, Carrie, you had said, um, like the adults in our lives as we're little, right. Or like, you can do anything and you can be whoever you want to be. And then at some point high school, people are like, no, um, actually you <laughs> have to not do X, Y, Z. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think for me, I've, cause I was trying to think, think of about this before we started recording. And I think I've always kind of been, um, pretty secure and like, being curious and like questioning why we do certain things. I've always questioned religion and just like poked around and asked those weird questions that nobody really wants to answer or same thing with going to college after high school. That was always something that I just never really understood fully. Um, and nobody ever questioned me on having those uh, questions or curiosity until I got to high school and it was very loud and very in your face. And I think at that point, those four years of high school, I felt really, um, almost like somebody put me in a box of like, Nope, you are not allowed to think that way. You're not allowed to act that way. You're not allowed to be that way. Um, and I, I remember being in a specific relationship who brought me into a specific environment of people who were very, unokay with a lot of the ways that I thought. Um, and just remember like, yeah, just not being who I wanted to be or who I, um, knew I was and just kind of going with everybody else. Um, and then once that relationship ended, I think, um, that was when I first started going to therapy and just realizing like, it's okay that I make other people uncomfortable with who I am. Right. Like, um, and so I think as an adult now, you're going to, <laughs> yeah, as an adult now, and from moving on from that, I've just kind of realized like people, there's always going to be that one or, you know, that random person that pops up, that's like questioning what you do or why you think a certain way. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I know that that's who I am and that's like what I like and that's what I want within my own life. And that's okay. Um, that there's like. So I think, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but it does, no, like, it makes, it makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. So like just your, like your comfortability <laughs> with being who you are being yourself Yeah. and not allowing like the people around you to like influence yeah. me to not want to be who I am. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is huge because a lot of people don't, even as they get older, that they, they don't learn that. Right. Like they don't, they they continue to let other people influence them and influence their decisions. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's scary sometimes. (laughs) I was, I mean, yeah. And I think, I think that's amazing. And also like, that is kind of my, when I do my one-on-one sessions, like typically it's like, it's all about intuition and being able to get to a space where you fully trust yourself and 
hopefully you're not reliant on others to make your own decisions because it's really like that reclam that like reclamation of your power and and being able to kind of you know be like you know I I get to dictate where what I do what I say where I go Mm -hmm. um you really don't assign that power to someone else and I feel like it's it's hard especially when it's your friends that are like well, why are you doing that? Or like, you know, they're questioning your decisions, but yeah, yeah, well, well, when you get to a certain point, you realize like their projections, that's their, that, that is their fear and their projections that they're trying to put on you a lot of the time. And so being able to kind of, to say, to shake your head and say, it's totally okay that you don't understand. Um, but this is what's (laughs) right for me and we can agree to disagree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think my, my biggest difference, um, from like my teenage years to now is just being okay with like confrontation. Like, I feel like I was such a people pleaser. Um, I guess so sim- similar, you know, similar to yours. Um, I was such a people pleaser and I just wanted everyone to like me. I didn't want anyone to be mad at me. Like it would drive me crazy. Um, if like someone, you know, stopped talking to me or got upset with me or anything like that, like, especially in high school, which I feel like is every other day, someone's like mad at you about something because we're all (laughs) hormonal and (laughs) pissed off. Um, but, uh, I think, you know, that was really big for me as a child, like, it was even worse when I was younger. And then kind of, as I got older, it's gone away, but now compared to like when I was in high school, that's just not, that's not a thing that I care about. Like, I don't care to make other people happy if it makes me unhappy, which is what I was doing. It was just like whatever relationship I was in or like friends or stuff like that. It would just be like, yeah, sure. If that's what you guys want to do, like, yeah, I'll do that. You know, other than yes. like with certain things, I mean, I was, I was one, I think my brother, um, had the reverse effect on me when he was always trying to like peer pressure me to do stuff. I would like rebel against him. <laughs> that's like the only like area that I was really good about, like not, you know, going <laughs> along with everybody else. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I guess specifically, in relationships with like family members and, and like, uh, and my intimate relationships as well. Like that was where I was the biggest, like, just kind of do whatever that person wanted me to do, um, to make them happy and just go along with it. And that's something that took me a really long time to like get over and crawl out of because, it's what I had been kind of like taught to do as a kid, you know, it was just like, don't make anyone mad. Don't, you know, like, don't, don't upset anybody. It's, it'll be bad if you upset somebody. So I'm, that's like my one thing that I'm like, just super proud of myself for getting through and moving past and not allowing that to like dictate like who I am and what I do. Oh, mm-hmm. Proud of you. Yes. <laughs> and also relatable content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I 
I definitely get that. Well, there is like, there's this cool, okay. So one of the, um, the little slogans that I usually will spit off is like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. <laughs> it's not a, yeah. If it's not an authentic yes, like if I can't, if I feel like I'm doing something out of obligation, I don't do it anymore, which yeah. is, yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, yeah I can relate. Yeah. I feel like everyone in high school is a people pleaser because you just want to be cool and you just want to like keep the peace and you're right like everyone is dramatic and also Mm self-centered so it's like every little thing is taken personally Um, but also I think that you know I mean if you've you know in therapy um, you learn early on like your childhood shapes that you know hugely um and so being able to like to recognize okay like I don't need to repeat this pattern in order to gain love and acceptance for my peers like I can have my own voice and have my own um have make my own decisions and be able to kind of like trust my own vision, um, rather than worrying about, you know, keeping the peace, which is, I feel like if you grow up in a chaotic home, all you want to do is earn, Mm -hmm. earn the love and earn the peace. And so it's like, it really is like, um, I mean, part of, part of my healing journey has just been untangling and unlearning the beliefs from childhood and all the patterns from childhood. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, um, I, and that was, I mean, the thing that like triggered me going to like therapy for the first time was I was listening to a podcast and I heard someone say, um, I've always dealt with like my issues with my mom because they were upfront and in my face. But what I really realized was, I, and this is the other person talking, not me, Um, but they were like, I really realized that I had uh, dad issues through therapy because he wasn't around as much. So I just always wanted him to be happy because the time that I had with him was so short. So if I get into any kind of like altercation, instead of standing my ground or, or taking that you know, taking the side of it, like standing up for myself, I just try to fix, like, I just try to fix and I try to fix and I try to fix. And I don't want anything to be, um, like, I, I just want to fix it because I want that person to be happy. Like, I don't want that person to be mad at me. And they were like, I realized that that's, that all comes from like my relationship with my dad and how I, like I did not ever want him to be upset with me because I just didn't have that much time with him. And like, literally I'm like listening to it at work <laughs> and I just like started like what, like my eyes filled with tears. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> and I, and Cause it just sounded like I was listening to myself. Like yeah. I was mm-hmm. just like, Oh my God, I should probably go to therapy. <laughs> um, And yeah, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know where I was going with that. I feel like I lost it. (laughs) I do have a question for you. I was curious. Um, So my question, I guess, is what do you think you did? Like what actions did you take in order to like evolve into being 
okay with having like harder conversations. Cause I've, I've seen it in person, you being like, I'm going to address this person with this because it (laughs) makes me uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. And so clearly you have evolved to that person. Yeah. What I think going, well, there was an issue like a couple years ago, uh, with my dad and it just kind of, so, so that triggered me going to therapy. Right. So then I started going, I started trying to find a therapist and then in between like me going to therapy my first time while well, going to my first therapist who was terrible. Um, and then I could, so I ended up quitting cause I only went like twice and I was like, this guy's a joke. I'm not trying to go <laughs> back to him. Um, but in between that time. And then when I found my current therapist, um, there's a, there's a big issue and just a lot of things came to light in that moment or in that like couple of months, um, that just like, just came rushing back to me. It was like, I was wearing blinders my whole life. And then all of a sudden I took the blinders off and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I had no idea where I was, you know, it was like, uh, just flashbacks and just, um, things that had happened. And, uh, I don't know, it was a lot. It was like, well, I'm sure you remember it was, yeah, it was kind of intense. Just revisiting and <laughs> yeah. relearning what it yeah. all like. Yeah. So going through that motivated me to go, you know, try again, try therapy again, try to find one that worked, that worked for me. And I think between reflecting all in on all of that, not just by myself, but also with my therapist, um, just kind of, I had this moment of like, no, fuck that. Like, Mm -hmm. no, that's, I'm, I don't care what your view was on that time. I know what my view was and you may not agree with it, but like, I'm, I'm not going to put myself or my children, which were, which was a huge motivator. Like, I don't ever want my children to feel the way that I felt, especially during that couple of month period where it just, I, you know, kind of had a lot of realizations from my, from my childhood and kind of why I did things specifically like that and avoiding confrontation. And, um, yeah, it was like, I can't really think of like when that moment was, but I do remember having that like mm-hmm. moment of stepping into I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm done being that person. I'm done letting those kinds of things happen, happen to me and then feel like I'm at fault mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm not like, I'm just, I'm simply put, I'm not, I'm not at fault. So yeah. And then, yeah, ever since then, it's just like, it's uncomfortable as shit sometimes, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, it's like, I can't, I can't allow myself to like, just deal with that and be okay with it. And not confront the situation because every time I've confronted the situation, it's taken care of in like a minute. Mm-hmm. It's, it's over, it's done. It's uncomfortable in the beginning, but then by the end it's done. I don't ever have to think about it again. Like, and I'm normally like stronger and closer to the person that it happened with. Yeah. Yeah. And usually it's the fear of doing it. That is way worse than actually doing it. percent. <laughs> yeah. And the anxiety that comes from it. But yeah, I mean, I, I can totally get, I mean, I, I guess if, if you are used to being gaslit for, by a caregiver, <laughs> like it, 
I mean, it's hard. It really, I mean, you know, and I feel like not even, not even that it's intentional, yeah. um, but it's like being able to kind of, to own that and to be like, oh, okay, I may have to psych myself up to have this conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna have this yeah, conversation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's it needed, sucks, it's but necessary. I don't like it, but I do like it. Fuck like, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, if anything, it's like, you know, if I don't do it now, I'm not gonna do it. Um exactly. And I would rather be truthful and honest and like honor my needs and my boundaries and be able to kind of to air it out then let it fester because then it just turns into a resentment and then I'm the one that's fucked over by it I'm like yeah 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 it's so um I can't think of the phrase now but yeah counterintuitive it's like you know, you think you're avoiding it for like, cause, oh, I don't want to do that. That's scary or that's whatever. But in the end, it's like, you're just hurting yourself by not confronting that situation. You're just Consumes making it, you, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it gets so much worse. Well, yeah. And it, then you just store, it's like you store the resent. If you don't do it, you store the resentment and you're like, oh, okay. Like this has gone away. And then all of a sudden you'll be laying in bed and like, it's two in the morning. And all of a sudden you remember that one thing that pops up <laughs> that one time that you really wish you would have said yeah. X, Y, Z. Exactly. So. My, uh, my therapist calls that hibernating your feelings. Yeah. So you're not like, they're not decreasing. They're just hibernating. So like, as soon as they wake up, that bear is just going to be as angry as like before yeah. it went to sleep, you know, it's like, it's like and like three times yeah. bigger <laughs> Yeah. and hungry as shit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah that's uh I'm proud of you for that too I mean I feel like everybody struggles with that to a certain extent but it's like you know and I tell you know I I have people come to me half the time the readings are like what should I do about this and and you know a lot of times the cart the cards come out but but it ultimately will come down to you know you are um if you feel that discomfort when it comes to intimate relationships and you continue to show up and feel that discomfort and don't say anything like you're, it's a, it is what I call a betrayal of self. And like, if you continue and continually betray yourself, like it, it serves no one. Um, and so being able to kind of show up and be authentic and messy and vulnerable is you know, I would rather take that, um, over, you know, waiting down the line and having that bear come to attack. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, now that we've gone through (laughs) some, uh, I would, what did you say before recording childhood trauma? (laughs) Oh yeah. Nothing nothing like a a Monday childhood trauma. (laughs) Um, we um, reached out to our listeners and had them give us some questions that they wanted to ask you and see if you could do like a quick reading for them. Um, so we had um, a few here and then I'll probably do one at the end mm-hmm. um, too, just because why not? And also I asked <laughs> you to do this about like two years ago and then never followed up. So. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Um, it's true. Let me grab, let me grab my cards. Yeah. They're yeah. right next. Yeah. I'm, I'm chilling in my bed and I also, um, let me take a drink of water and grab my cards. There they yes, are. Absolutely. 
they were literally right next to me. <laughs> I'm like, uh, where are my cards? Literally um, always within like arms length. <laughs> okay, cards. Cards are here. All right, awesome. Okay, so our our first question comes from Ellen, um, my cousin. <laughs> uh, she says, and tell me if like I need to rephrase this or anything because I've never done this before. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> she says, am I doing the right things to be successful in basketball right now or do I need to change something? Okay, I'm going to draw one card at first to see ace ellen has the ace of swords and i mean if anything that is a beautiful card so swords and tarot is all about thoughts and communication um aces stand for new beginnings um this card is really about standing in your power um cutting through everything i think if anything she's in the opportune time the main thing would just be to communicate with her the team play the people that she's on the team with um it's all about communication new ways of thinking and just tells her to own ellen you just need to own who you are um, if anything, look into, um, I would say any, any new things that you can kind of incorporate into your routine, it would be beneficial to do that. Um, but no, there's nothing that she needs to do. If anything, it's just, it's just taking up space on the court. Okay. She'll be happy to hear that. And it made me kind of tear up honestly, cause I've told Ellen so much, we've told Ellen so much, like she's an amazing, talented like player, but she always kind of reserves. Yeah. She's just, she's not like her full, you know, so that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. No, it's, that's a really, it's a really powerful card. I don't know what, what, but I mean, if anything, this is like, it's, she just needs to own the court and own her, own her talents, um, communicate. Awesome. Okay. The next question is from Bree. She says, am I following the right career path? All right. And we'll pick one more. She's got the two of pentacles reversed. Um, so this card, you can, I don't know if you guys can see it, but, it, and for the listeners, it, it has a man juggling two pentacles. There's an infinity symbol. There's water. It's kind of turbulent. This card um, is in reverse, which generally stands for some sort of um, imbalance. Uh, so, you know, usually if, if this card is pulled, I would say don't ignore how you're feeling, which the water is at the top of the card and that um, it's, it's all about your emotions. If you're feeling the discomfort and feeling like you're not able to, to balance things out um, where you're at it's most likely an indicator that something needs to shift or change. Um, So yeah, really like prioritizing how you feel um, and, and not letting um, not letting things kind of go too far with ignoring your finances. So the pinnacles um, are all about the material realm. So usually this comes up for finance and business and anything that you can touch um, in the physical So yeah, I would say if anything, you know, double check and see, you know, do you feel like 
you're able to, to prioritize your needs, um, in, in this career, because most likely with this, there, there's something that feels a little off. So, okay. Um, and this one is from Cheyenne. Uh, she says, should I take a risk or play it safe? All right. So I'm shuffling on. <laughs> take a risk. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lovers is all about choices, um, balance. Um, I, I just post, so I do a tarot meditation on my business account and, and I just posted this card the other day. So really, um, this card is, um, about leading and being completely authentic. The lovers are, are naked on there. So, I mean, it's all about authenticity, vulnerability, and making a choice. Um, if you feel like this is in alignment with your higher self, take a risk straightforward. I like it. <laughs> um, okay. Last, not last question. Cause Denise has a question. Um, <laughs> this one's from Dana. She says, is there an alternative career path for me to seek or should I continue striving for where I am and headed? I will pull two for Dana because it's kind of a, yeah, it's deeper. like a double part. Mm-hmm. And it's also good to have a little clarifier. Yeah. Okay. So she has the King of Pentacles reverse. This card um, is about long-term stability in the, re the reversal of that. Um, there's a sense of impatience that comes with it, like kind of wanting to already have the fruit, already have, <laughs> already be there. Like, why wasn't I, why haven't I been there yet? Especially yeah. with this five of wands as well. So this is a conflict card. Um, it's about competition and pettiness and ego and kind of having to fight that off. Um, you know, when it comes to career, if it's not something that you, you can see yourself doing forever or in the long term, um, it's advised to kind of make a shift and make a move. Um, there is, you know, anything that, anything that you wholeheartedly what feel safe in and that feels good, you're going to be willing to put the time and effort in. So if it's, if it's something that you feel like you're short tempered at work, it's constantly like you're having to fight with people or do this. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like making that decision, um, needs to be based. It completely needs to be based off, um, if you can see yourself there long-term or not, if, if, you know, with these two cards, if this is current career and she, you are feeling this way, um, it may be best to make a shift. I am going to pull one more cause I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, but it's, so she's got the four cups, which you can see there's a man sitting under a tree. There's a cup waiting to kind of be offered to him. Um, this card is all about choice, um, having, and, and the cups are about feelings and emotions, emotional fulfillment. Um, her question was, is there something else out there for me potentially? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
it just depends. I mean, I feel like so the ultimately the choice is yours whether you want to take a more fulfilling route. Gotcha. Yeah. She'll like that answer, I think. Mm-hmm. And then mine, I don't I don't have the wording, I guess, for it. And um, but I guess I'll just kind of try to figure out a way to ask it and then <laughs> I don't know if it'll make sense or not. I'm sure it will. But um, so with Theo, we've had a lot of, you know, ups and downs with him as far as like his, his health, but we've never really figured anything out. Like if he has something going on or not. And we're kind of at the point where we're like, we think he's okay. Like we basically, I, I guess my worry is that maybe my worry with him from the time I was pregnant, like I had super high anxiety when I was pregnant with him. And I just had this fear of something being wrong with him, like a medical issue that was like a large medical issue. Like, but he's, and he's had like weird things happen pretty much his whole life. He's a little over a year old now. And we've kind of come to a point where we're a little more settled on it. Um, He's had like uh, several different, like, tests done for random things, but everything's always come back negative and he's, he seems to be okay. Um, but I guess my question would be, should we continue to like, try to figure out if something is there or should we just let it be? Okay. That's a good, yeah, that's, and and honestly, that is a good way to kind of formulate the question is what, what, um, what is in your highest good right now yeah. is w- for this particular situation. Um, and I'm going to pull a couple cards just to kind of see. Actually, Denise, you're on the line, so I can have you just choose Okay, your own. Um, so pick a number one through five. Three. Okay. I'm doing piles. You can't see them, but I'm, <laughs> this is generally how I'll do if I'm on a. Now, uh, one through three. One. Okay. I'm drawing from the top. The hanged man um, reversed. So yeah, shift your perspective a little bit. I think it. I think maybe if you've been going at it. Um, trying to kind of figure it out and nothing has come yet shift your perspective a little bit um surrender (laughs) is is with this card as well um i think maybe just let it play out yeah six of cups it's childhood this is all about this is the inner child card um you know this is focus on being present um creating memories creating um a safe space and, and really, I think, you know, if anything is going to manifest, you don't need to worry about it right now. There's no sense in like, you know, I always say that this card is a, um, is a nostalgic card and, and these are primitive years where you get to like be there and be present and show up and like create that, um, create that, you know, that, that sense of safety. And I think that there's nothing to worry about when it comes down to that. And a lot of that, I might pull another one. Yeah. A lot of it is that, that fear of relinquishing control. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
so the emperor reversed is all about feeling the need to like fix manage and control and like have everything down so the emperor is the leader um of you know he is um he he can't upright you know really be assertive and like i don't know if you can see this on the card but there's the ram so that that means which is you know typically um an aries which if you know anything about aries it's like a fire fiery gotta get it done right now like yesterday should already have have figured this out like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so in the reverse is that need to kind of relinquish a little bit of power when it comes down to it and i think you know shifting your perspective being present and creating the good memories now um if anything is 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 gonna manifest it it will on its own time That's really good for me to hear. <laughs> I'm trying not to get, I'm trying not to get emotional. I'm trying really hard. Okay. I make, I'm, I, I don't, I, I have made a, a people cry before unintentionally, but it is, an emo, it's an emotional, yeah. it's an emotional thing. And I think, yeah. yeah, I think you're doing, just focus on, on being there. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask a question. I knew you were going to. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun. Let's keep doing it. Um, Okay. My question is just, honestly, it's pretty general, but um, I am thinking of doing like, I don't, I guess like um, a business venture, I guess, or just kind of expanding what I'm already doing. Um, So I guess my question has more or less to do with like, finances like is I guess yeah is that something that is in my what did you say is in my greater good (laughs) yeah is it in your highest good to start a new venture yeah okay right now right now (laughs) all right Jordan pick a number one through three three All right, we're going to dwindle down my cards. All right, one or two? Two. From the top. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So feel it out. Um, You got the high priestess in the reverse, which means I think usually this card is kind of a smart card. It's like you kind of already know. Um, what, what you're feeling like you're trying to ignore it, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is, you, it, rather than thinking it, thinking from a mind centered place, like sink into your heart space and really try to, to make, if you, if it's something that um, you feel like you're repressing, you've had the idea for a while, um, marinate on it. There's no rush to get it done. Knight of swords upright is you can, it's kind of a, there's like, an impulsiveness that comes with it. Um, so yeah, take your time before and really check in with yourself. Like, is it something that you, um, yeah, temperance is also, you got that one in the reverse as well. Um, all the elements, it's going to take time to come together. Um, if you, if you feel like you're not financially in the space, put that intention out there, make a plan to do it. Um, I think if anything, it's not, you know, what I see here is if you, um, if you feel like something, if the timing feels like it's off, um, trust that if it feels like 
no, I, I feel like this is the perfect time, then trust that. Um, Knight of Swords and Temperance Reverse says, don't be in a rush to, mm. to do it. Cool. Yeah. Does that make sense? Ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the High Priestess Reversed is like, is kind of a smart card that comes out every now and then. It's like, you kind of already know the answer <laughs> to the question that you're asking. Um, but it's okay. I'll entertain you nonetheless. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so much fun. Uh-huh. I could, I could do this all day. Like I could just keep asking you questions. <laughs> um, but yeah, I won't. <laughs> um, if you want a book. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's, let's get to that because I, um, I have, I had no idea this is what you're doing full time. Again, I was very limited with the questions I asked you because I wanted to like learn it on the show. (laughs) Um, but I'm so excited for you and I'm so glad that we can have any part and like sharing, you know, what you're doing and, and direct people towards you. Cause that's amazing. Um, so tell us if you want to give like a little, I mean, we've kind of, you know, we just had like a little sample of, of what you do, (laughs) but, uh, give us kind of a rundown of, of, what you do, what people can expect and then where to find you. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate, I I appreciate all your support. It is. um, So the Instagram is at casually ascending. That is C A S U A L L Y ascending a S C E N D I N G. (laughs) Or if you want to, if you want to link my personal Instagram is at it's Carrie. That's I T S K E A R Y. Um, I will have a website up by the end of the year. Um, I do zoom and FaceTime readings. And really my intention is just to provide clarity, guidance, and higher perspective for issues that you are facing. Um, a lot of, a lot of readings I do are career related or relationship related, or, um, you know, just I want to, I want to kind of guide, um, to guide you. I kind of joke around and I call myself a tarot therapist, (laughs) but I mean, essentially, um, this is just the modality in which I'm able to kind of help people. So, you know, if you want to book a reading, feel free to send me a DM I'm booking through there. I do have, um, zoom, but yeah, I'm, I'm also local. So if anybody in Lexington is listening, um, I read at creatures of whim, in Lexington, it is a um, a metaphysical shop. It's kind of like Skechel, Denise. You would oh. love it. <laughs> yeah, Skechel. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, I read there. Um, I'm, I take walk-in readings sometimes during the week. Um, otherwise, you can book me at shopcreaturesofwim.com. Sh- shopcreaturesofwim.com. Yeah. If you're, if you're local, um, and also, um, for zoom or FaceTime, just send me an Instagram DM and we'll, we'll and just for people that don't know Lexington, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, if we have any Lexington, Kentucky, (laughs) yes, that's true. (laughs) That's true. Not Lexington, Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's, that's awesome. I'm so glad um, that we had you on here and Carrie uh, on casually ascending shares a lot of like, do you do like a daily share of? Um, yes. When I'm not, um, I try to, so I limit my, I'm, I think the healthiest thing for me um, is to not be on Instagram all the time, which I know is like counter intuitive for anyone (laughs) trying to grow an Instagram account. Um, But, you know, I feel like I post um, almost every day. Yeah, I do a a tarot tarot card of the day, um, really kind of like a meditation for the day. So if anybody's interested in that um, and wants to follow, I also post some some mental health things there as well. So awesome. Awesome. And, um, how, last question, how did you come up with the name? Well, I, it's kind of, I, it's meant to kind of be ironic because I don't think growth or ascension is in any way, um, casual, but it, but it, <laughs> but it kind of is, um, just, I, I, so it was kind of what we were talking about earlier in the podcast was, um, you know, I don't think you know what you know until you know it, or you have to, to go through something, but it is those moments and those experiences where you're faced with something and you realize that you've handled it completely different. Um, and I think one of my favorite quotes is that change happens gradually then suddenly. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, you know, that, that life is kind of just a casual, ascension or, or descension, I guess, depending, (laughs) depending, depending on what you do. But for me, it was like, yeah, I I just felt like it flowed well. And honestly, I've been sitting on this name for like four years. So (laughs) here we we go. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, you are for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. And if, if you want to do readings, Denise, you know, I got you. I will do oh. any, any time <laughs> and same to you, Jordan. Just, just let me know. <laughs> Pop up in your DMs. I'm <laughs> serious to be like, yeah, I get that all the time. I'm like, so I get those DMs that are like, it's an emergency. <laughs> like, that would be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have five minutes? It's an emergency. And I'm like, I, yeah, let me call you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. Um, we said where you can find Carrie. We'll also um, put those in the show notes so that you can click there to find her as well. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and um, Twitter at Mental M Podcast. Is that right? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> At Mental M Podcast, um, Mental Maintenance on Facebook. And you can always email us at mmpodcast1 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. My Instagram is at Denise Serino. And mine is at Torres J Misses. But when you spell J, put an extra A in there because I'm extra. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Thank you. Bye.